Welcome to another episode of Laugh and Be Blessed with your hosts, Jake and Chia Ruble. Hello, hello. This sounds so weird. Does it? Yeah, it's because it's just the weird headphones. Oh. I'm going, you know what? I'm going no headphones this week. I don't know what it's going to sound like then, but we're we're going to try it out. We're going to do it. So uh, go ahead and talk a little bit. Let me make sure it's popping up on you. Uh, is it popping up on me? It's popping down? Popping sideways? Left, right? I don't uh, see anything at all popping up. Keep talking. Oh, wait. How about now? Did you mute your... I didn't mean to. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. So that's a great way to start this episode. Welcome to Laugh and Be Blessed uh, without... With one mind? I don't know. Uh, it's This is ridiculous. My brain is fried after this week. Nice. Oh, my gosh. Like, I, I don't I need good. drugs. I feel good. I, yeah, how was your week? What'd you do? I did a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I drove a lot. I know you did. Goodness. Well, let's oh talk my gosh. about that. Yeah, so I guess we could start. Let's. I'm gonna cruise through it as quick as possible because there. I, I'm very curious. This week we're gonna do something a little different. This week she is running the show. I told her that I, I can't. Mean, not so much. No, you're running the show, dude. I that <laughs> I said that this is. I wanted her to kind of take over this. Uh, you know, this week's show, and I thought it would be good if we kind of switched back and forth a little bit. Maybe it would like help us to stay on task and like record weekly. Yeah. So we're gonna see how this. So we goes. missed a week. And then we're doing this. Yeah. And this, so now, you know. We, we had this idea for last week. Yeah. But I was barely home last yeah. week. It was yeah. like very quick. So, um, yeah, let's just get into that. So let's I've been on the road it. a lot lately. Me and AJ uh, went on, it, anyone who listens to the show knows I'm talking about AJ Wilkerson, obviously. But we've been doing these college shows. Uh, AJ booked a bunch of college gigs and then he is bringing me with him as his opener. And then we're just kind of like splitting the time mostly. Uh, very generous of him. It's mm-hmm. been fantastic. But the shows are spread so far out sometimes. Like last week we went to, uh, we had like two shows in Pennsylvania. I feel like it was like, no, one show in Pennsylvania, one show in Virginia, and one show in Tennessee. And mm-hmm. then we were home for like two days and then back on the road Went back to Pennsylvania, two shows in Pennsylvania, one show in Virginia, and then one show in Vermont. Mm-hmm. And then I'm leaving again in a couple of days to go back to Pennsylvania and then New York and then South Dakota and then Montana. And it's like, man, we're just on the road so much. Yeah. But some of these shows have been like surprisingly fun. Mm-hmm. You always hear people talk about like how horrible college gigs are. Like in the, the they'll be like, you know, in the beginning I had to do these horrible college gigs just because of the money. And you know, I will be honest, some of them are just not great. Right. Like, there are definitely times where they just have us, like, in a bookstore somewhere at noon. And it's very weird for everyone that's there. But we make the most of it and do what we can. But then there's also shows, like, we did a show in Pennsylvania where they open it up to the public. Oh, okay. So the whole town showed up pretty much. It was oh, a nice. theater and there was like hundreds of people that was there. Nice. And we had a, like a really good time and those shows are, are fantastic. But, um, you know, it's just kind of been, it's just been a gauntlet, like just mm-hmm. running through all of them. I mean, we did that show. We drove like, we woke up in the morning. I think we drove like seven or eight hours to Virginia, did that show, turned around and drove another three hours north that same night. Went to sleep, woke up the next day, and then drove, I think it was like 10 hours mm-hmm. to Vermont. Did that show, drove two hours that same night back south, back down to New York, stayed the night, and then drove 
like 11 hours home. And you're it, making me sleepy just talking oh about it. Oh my gosh, it was just like, and again, it's one of those deals where it's like, I feel weird complaining about it mm-hmm. because it's kind of the dream. Like this is right. like, I'm getting the thing that I wanted. Like mm-hmm. Dusty uh, texted me the other day and was just, uh, you know, we were just kind of catching up. We hadn't talked for a while and it was catching up and he was asking me how I was doing. And I told him about all those runs and everything. He's like, yeah, man. That's what sucks. You book book these gigs, and then you got to go do them. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Well, it's almost it's like... It's all we, exciting when you book them, and then you're like, oh, I got to drive. Yeah, it's almost one of those deals where it's like, we it's like we just want to book them. Yeah. Like, we want you to want us and, to come. And for people down there who are like, why don't you just fly? For one, Jake hates to fly. Yeah, not a fan. For two, when you're going from one show, and then you got to go to another, you'd have to run a car, and that's yeah. a whole big mess. And then... You got the anxiety of, is my flight going to leave on time? Right. Is it going to be canceled? Oh, the, you know, the the rental place messed up and, and they don't have any rentals left. And having well, your own vehicle just makes it, you're more in control. That's the biggest thing is just being in control. Like, I don't know how many times I've talked to people and they're like, dude, I don't know if I can make it to the gig. My fl- flight got canceled mm-hmm. or it's delayed. And I'm like, well, I left yesterday. So yeah. I'm almost there. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. So it's like, there's good and bad things like that. And again, it's a thing to where it's like, I'm not complaining so much. Yeah. It's just, I'm just tired. Um, it's just a, a lot, but it's not over. Um, there's more coming <laughs> up. So... Uh, here's where you can catch me and I'm probably not going to do all, I'm not wearing headphones right now. So, um, where this is off the cuff podcasting. <laughs> all right. It's what we're doing right now. Hopefully you guys are into it. Uh, cause we are. So I'm leaving, um, this Tuesday because this Wednesday, uh, which is September 7th, I will be at Penn state Mont Alto and Mont Alto, Pennsylvania, um, that is a twelve fifteen show. <laughs> Strange, but it is what it 12, is. Twelve fifteen, all right. Yeah, and then I'm going to uh, Cayuca College, New York, in Cayuca, New York, uh, that same night. So mm-hmm. that'll be a seven o'clock show. Those are college gigs, though. Some of them they open up to the public. I don't know what one, so I'm just gonna say where I'm at, and then if you're close by, call and ask. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I know to do. <laughs> um, but the 9th, September 9th, I'm in Sioux Falls, South Dakota at Boss's Comedy Club. That is 100% open to the public. Not only that, but we are doing a door deal with them. So please buy tickets and come out to that show. If you are anywhere close by Sioux Falls, South Dakota, this is the one to come see us at. Me and AJ Wilkerson, we're going to have so much fun. We are working on new material, and this is going to be like a show that after the college gigs, like we're stoked to do. Nice, nice. So um, that's, that's September 9th. Sep- September 10th, I'm in Glasgow, Montana. So, uh, and that'll be the end of like a long run for us. Um, mm-hmm. Then I'm back home for a few days, but then on the 14th, September 14th, I'm at Lebowski's in uh, Washington, Iowa. So that is the 14th at Lebowski's. The 15th, I am at uh, Northeast Iowa College and then Kirkwood College that same day. So the 15th, I'll be at both those places. And then the 16th, back at Lebowski's. So, uh, again, Washington, Iowa, Lebowski's. I'm really excited to be at that place. I've heard really good things about it. Mm -hmm. So. Pretty stoked about that. Uh, and then, let's see. Um, I think that's all I'm really doing in September. I actually canceled a couple of gigs just to kind of be home a couple extra days. So I think that's all I'm going to do in September. And then I get a couple weeks home. 
Nice. Uh, which I'm is excited needed. about that. I, man, I missed you guys so much. We really missed you. The kids kept asking when you were going to be home. Yeah, I feel like a truck driver without the benefits. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I, I have no... Uh, insurance yeah <laughs> yeah it's like I driving your own vehicle drive my own vehicle all that nonsense but that's so that's what's been going on with shows let's talk about what we've been watching all right you want to so, start there yeah i kept a i kept a list this time I'm, so i'm so proud of you. last time we talked we left one big thing out we uh watched jurassic world dominion yeah, I and I'm glad you brought that up because I do want to talk to you about it because I feel like we had two completely different feelings about I, this movie. I agree. And that's rare. Usually yeah. we're on the same yeah. page. So how did you feel? I liked it. Yeah. It's it's a Jurassic movie. I love all of them. Um was not my favorite though. So out of out of all the Jurassics there are out of all the Jurassic Um Jurassic Park is my absolute favorite because I was like five when this movie came out, everyone, okay? I'm just going to put that out there. So I remember, very small memory, but I do remember when the trailer came out, my little mind trying to figure out how they got the dinosaurs for the movie. You know, you say that like a joke, but legit, most people, even adults. Yeah, it was wild. Most people felt the same way. Like, how is this even possible? And then, uh, you know, but we, but that's the thing is like, uh, the, a younger generation doesn't understand. We didn't have anything. Like no, that. like the closest thing we had to something that looked that realistic was like the Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it, and like at one scene you can see the dude's eyes in the mouth. Yeah. Like, so blue five-year-old me's mind, like, and not like, oh, this is so cool. Like I was perplexed and I could not figure that's it a out. That's babe. <laughs> I would define that for me. Perplexed, like Perplexed. Co- confused and puzzled. Now look it up. I'm See just... what the synonyms are for it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to spell it, dude. P. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. Now I'm really curious to see how on the nose I got perplexed. Perplexed. Well, it's just a, like, that's a weird <laughs> word, I feel like. I don't feel like it's a weird Completely word. Completely baffled, very puzzled. <laughs> so, I mean, that's close enough. Did you look at the right. synonyms? You didn't look at the synonyms. At the what? Synonyms. 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 <laughs> uh, our internet's being weird right now. Sure. No, it, I swear to God. <laughs> okay. It really is. It keeps like going in and out on the so, computer, too. But my second favorite would have to be the first Jurassic World movie because it was like, oh, the park opened. This is what we always wanted. Right. Uh, so in the Jurassic World movies, to me, nothing can top that, that feeling I got when me and you went to the theaters without our children, because it was our childhood dream, not theirs. I know. So I know. We went. We're such fun parents. Um, and it was, <laughs> We're like, God, nah, it was gross. such a good feeling. We Didn't we go, that was IMAX too, right? I don't remember. I feel like that was one of the IMAX ones. But, uh, now what was your feelings on it? So... I'm with you. The first Jurassic Park movie is my favorite. Mm-hmm. But again, it's like a feels thing. Yeah. But the pacing of the movie, everything, Jeff Goldblum, Chef Kiss, come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Amazing. And <laughs> I just, I love him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I love Jeff Goldblum so much. Uh, he's amazing. Uh, so, like, that's my favorite one. And then 
I, I I like all of them, but then like yeah, I was with you. Jurassic World was like super fun. It was a different kind of mm-hmm. a different take on it. It was the same but different, and I did like it. But this new one is my second favorite movie now. That's just it's because Jeff Goldblum's in it. He's back in it. So how come the third one doesn't line because up? Because the third one's not that good of a movie. It is. It's, it's a fine. Good movie. No, I the reason I liked it, I liked the new one. It oh, is shoot. because I liked. I'm wrong. Second one. He's in the second, second one. one. Yeah. Um, well, I, I just, I liked it because it was like such a, I felt it was such a good blend of the old and new. Mm-hmm. That was for me. But like, I'm, I'm the minority in this. Most people I've talked to didn't care for it that much. I, I liked it, but not I it was like you did. I had oh, so I know. much fun. I cried. You're like, that's my favorite. And I was like, what? I was, I was going to watch it again. Right after? Right after. Dang. I was into it. So I'm a I'm a yes man. Okay. On that. All right. What was the other one? Uh so we are completely caught up as of right now on The Witcher. Season Fantastic. three doesn't come out until next year, I think, and I am digging it. So I take back everything that I said before about how it was slow and everything. It did what we talked about that it was probably yeah. gonna do and it pulled all the stories together. I yeah. thought that was really, really good. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I I think one of the things I like the most about that is like, and I don't remember if we talked about this before, but the, like the old Hercules and and yeah, you Zena did. and stuff yeah. like that. I loved that, but it was still very fake feeling, like yeah. the dialogue and everything. The dialogue in The Witcher is yeah. like that's how we would talk if we like, were in yeah, it. like the sarcasm, the the cuss words, and the, the eye rolls, yeah. the way they like look at people like you're dumb when I, they do yeah, something I dig dumb. It so much. Um, now maybe a little bit of a spoiler if you haven't watched it yet, so you know, check out we for do our just best a minute not to spoil it, but so there is love stories within this yeah but the main love story is not your typical love story right and i am here for it yeah you but I you are so it. weird though dude you're so weird Why? about because like your your ideal love stories like semi-abusive no, no 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 that's not the main love story you're thinking about romantic love only i get you i see what you're yeah. saying now Okay. It is not a romantic love. It is cool to see a dude like start changing the way he feels about a specific thing. Yeah, yes. I get what you're saying now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. so I okay. don't want to okay. spoil it too much, but I know there's a lot of people out there that like action fantasy, but they always hate when romance comes in. They feel like it ruins it. There is some romantic, yeah, but it's not like stuff overtaking. in there. But the main love story is not a romance story. Right. Yeah, and it is. It gives you all the fills, and it's so great. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, so Witcher uh, A+. Yes. We have completely caught up, and as of right now, we're pretty sure the series is finished. Lock and Key. Holy cow. It took me a while to get caught up with Jake, and the new season came out, so he waited for me. Thank you very much. You're welcome. We watched half of it before he went on the road, and then we finished the other half last night so good like it is such a cool show again another love story i absolutely love not romantic love right, though yeah, yeah um of which i'll all say what this is because you can figure it out pretty quickly it is a family love yeah and all coming it's together so cool and the thing i love most about this is the way the siblings interact um, every show you watch, especially from the era we grew up, I don't know what it was about the 90s and older siblings hating their younger siblings 
for some reason. Yeah. They always were like, like they loved him, but they were always like kind of pushing him around and stuff like this. The way the siblings act in this, the older siblings remind me of the older brother in the Goonies, how he acted towards his brother. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like, they kind of like, it's, it's like a little bit of like annoyance, like, okay, but there's so much love behind it. Like and, I'm still going to take care of and him. And I'm not, I'm going to take care of him. I'm not going to leave him out of everything and stuff yeah. like Who that. Who was the older brother in the Goonies? I really can't. Josh Brolin. I know, but that's why I wanted to say I don't know what his character name was. Oh, um, crap. I could have told you. It's Bran. Bran, yes. Yeah, I was like, so, Andy, Mikey? <laughs> I was so, going through all of them. So, so good. Um, we watched another series. It was really great, really interesting until the end. I hated the Dude, end. Dude, it... Now, it, it, take, take a minute to listen. The title of this is The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window. Right. Now, huge spoilers. Just a heads up, we're going to spoil this whole yeah. show for yes. you because we're going to talk about it. So if you do not want to hear what happens in this show, this is your warning. Spoiler warning, skip ahead because yes. we are going – there's no way for us to talk about this without us venting our frustration with how yeah. irritated we were. Okay, let's start by saying this. I love the acting. Oh, yeah. And the Tremendous. story, like, really, I love a good mystery. Oh, and it was... Very it, mysterious. It had you guessing the entire time. Now, Jake made a guess early on in the show, and he ended up being right, which would have been cool, but the the way... Okay, now here's, now here's my issue with it. So, uh, again, spoilers. Yes. If, if you don't know anything about the show, it is about a woman who is dealing with grief. Uh, she uh, lost her daughter and her husband, her and her husband split up after it. And she's really dealing with grief. She becomes an alcoholic and she um, is like not agoraphobic, but she can't be out in the rain because it was raining the day her that daughter. her daughter died. Yeah. So in the beginning, she talks about how like she is also a liar. Like, mm-hmm. the first episode, she talks about how she just makes stuff up. She starts off, it's, um, why can I not think of the actress's name? Kristen Bell. It's Kristen Bell. And she starts off in a British accent. We're like, this is weird. And she's like, then she says she's a liar in, in a normal American right. accent. And she's like, I'm not even British. And we're yeah. like, okay. Like, it started off kind of fun. Yeah. But I said right from the beginning, because these people move in next door, and um, uh, basically, like, a murder happens. And I said, I bet the little kid next door did it. Yeah. I was like, I think the, the kid is the killer. Because, yeah. it, like, there's just something about the kid. Mm-hmm. Well, then they started throwing all these red herrings out. Like, oh, well, what if it's this? Or what if it's that? Mm-hmm. And there was too many of them, and I feel like. And they were all plausible. All of them were. But then at the end of it, the last episode, it all whenever they try to wrap it all up, it's like they try to show why it wasn't all these other people that they were. But they tried to make you think it was the other people so much that it lost momentum. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, yeah. this is ridiculous. Like there was a dude that was working on the mailbox every single day. For like three years. And it's like that makes zero sense. And like I don't care like how nice you're being. What? Like, yeah. the dude's just out there every day fixing a mailbox? Yeah. Like, that. Like if, if someone needs work to do, you have them finish that job and give them another job. Just, I don't know. That thing just, that irritated me. So there was a lot of, like, irritating things. But then at the very end of it, it was, like, this weird thing where it turns out it was the kid, but it was, like, almost, like, um... 
Like you, a, you would think, so I was thinking maybe something like the bad seed type of deal or something where she's just uh, a sociopath or a psychotic. Yeah. But it's almost like she was possessed. But wasn't. But wasn't, yes. Yeah, it was just very unreal. But the fight scene, the, oh, the, yeah. the fight scene is hilarious. Between yes, a grown but it was, adult but it was very um, scary movie. It, it was, was so scary campy. movie. Yes, and it was. But the the whole series was so serious. Yes, up, up until, until the very last moment. And, and then, then it's like if the whole show was like that, it would have been fine. But the the fact that they were like, it's almost like they fired their director or and the then, writer, and then or brought in yeah. like a new director in the la- And then he was just like, you know what? I'm high. Let's just go. We're with gonna it. do something different. And then. After all that, it shows her life, and then you sit there and wonder the whole time, is this really happening? Yeah. Or did she make this up in her head because she has delusions and hallucinations? Yeah, dude. So it, you that, really it don't know. It sucked. So, it, it had so much potential, and it sucked. that was just a one-series thing. Yeah, I don't want to watch anymore. If, if it does have another series, it better explain a whole lot in that first episode. I don't episode. think it will. There's I no don't way. Think so. so here's a show that I have not watched, but you did, The Flight Attendant. Yeah, and so The Flight Attendant, I thought, did the murder mystery thing in a way better way because it also there was a lot of like losing your mind and hallucinations and stuff like that was going on in that show but it all made sense and it all came together like Mm -hmm. it felt it just felt better and it and that like the first season i felt like wrapped up beautifully and then the second season like took a little bit of a spin on it and then gave like a new direction for the the second season i liked i thought it was a great show yeah i really enjoyed it so you're caught up on where that yeah 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 Yeah. and i don't know if they're gonna do any more or not but i thought it was i thought it was fun if you like murder mystery stuff like it's it's a good one maybe that's something i'll work on this week while you're gone because i don't have a show to work on yeah so um we rewatched planet terror Oh, okay. <laughs> when we first watched Planet Terror, it was we watched it in the theater. Theaters, like yeah. we went to the theaters, and it was the double feature the, of Grindhouse. Uh, yeah, so, so it was Death Proof and Planet Terror. And when we watched it, I loved Death Proof. Yeah, but like I'm a Kurt Russell guy. Yeah, so like I didn't even care that much about Planet Terror. I don't even remember really watching it um, that much. But also, I can't remember if I was. Uh, Still smoking or drinking back then. I don't know. No. I wasn't. I don't know. You were newly newly sober. Okay, so I was still messed up. Yeah. So I don't really remember a lot of it, and I haven't watched Planet Terror since then. Yeah, I haven't either. I've watched... Uh, Death Proof uh, Mm -hmm. uh, quite a few times, but not Planet Terror, so we rewatched it the other night. And my God, is it a great movie? It is ridiculous. I loved that movie. It is so, so it was everything ridiculous, I, dude. It was everything I wanted. When he's on that like pocket rocket, <laughs> pocket rocket. He, he's on that little pocket rocket, and, and he's, he's like riding it so serious. He's, he's like, doing wheelies and like he's just like shooting zombies and everything off of it. Oh my God! Like, but that's the thing. It's like they, they legit took. Like what they they did what they wanted because the, mm-hmm. the it was a throwback to those old uh, exploitation films from back in the but the Grindhouse films exactly yeah. that where they would take like one thing like like um, there was always like some sort of like uh, like over like some sexual feel to it but then also like very gory monsters and mm-hmm. stuff like that with like a ridiculous storyline that was so far fetched and like you know it felt like one of those uh, dime 
books that I read, you know, like yeah. just a ridiculous storyline yeah. that for some reason is so satisfying. Like watching that movie at the end of it, I, I felt like I didn't feel like sometimes we watch a movie and it's like you feel like, oh, OK, we did it. You know, like, yeah, I feel completed. I felt nothing at the end of that <laughs> but joy. Like, and that's what I wanted. I didn't I did want feel something. joy. Jill. Yeah. Like that's my favorite that's part. That's what they were going is, for. So the, the main um, female character, she gets her leg amputated. And he takes her out of the hospital the day of. Yeah. Okay. There is a metal rod as if they they put it in there when they amputated her leg. Heads up, that doesn't happen. So being a nurse and working with this patient but population, it was, it was I'm like, story. okay. Well, it did turn out important yeah. because he ended up fixing a machine gun. Yeah. To the end of After it. he put a peg leg on. Right. He broke a leg off a table and like shoved that and, under her leg. Right. Just where, shoved it but on there. where this metal yeah. rod was sticking out. So we're like, well, it makes... And, the, it... dude, the part where she's, like, he's leaving in the tow truck and he's making her, like, run beside the truck yes. to jump in. And her and leg's, like, dragging. The peg leg. Yeah, the peg leg, but also she's dressed, like, so sexy and everything. Yes. And, oh, my God. Like, it was so beautiful. <laughs> I freaking... I'm not kidding. Like, I thought that was a, a, a masterpiece. They did exactly what they wanted to do. And Bruce Willis so, is in it. Bruce Willis is in it. Yeah. It's just, oh my gosh, it was so fantastic. Josh Brolin is in it. Yeah, he is. And he plays a, a psycho. Yeah. We talk about him a lot. Tonight. I mean, big fan. All big right. fan. So, um, with Keeping Up With Stuff, we've already talked about this show, but we'll probably continue to talk about it. House of the Dragon. Actually, I don't think we have talked no, about it. No, we've not talked about it we yet. Haven't. So, we've watched the first, first two episodes. Yeah. We'll watch the third tonight. Um. In my opinion, I think it's good. It's not as good as Game of Thrones. Um, no, and not it, yet. Anyways, well, but the Game of Thrones is good from get go. Like yeah. episode one, that show grabbed you. But they don't have to do it the same way that See, Game I don't of Thrones. Think it, it didn't. It took me a while to get into Game of Thrones. Remember, right? But like episode one isn't. Don't they kill Ned Stark in the first episode? No, first season, not the first. Oh, episode. maybe that's what I was saying. He does yeah. it. He's at Winterfell the first one. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You Jesus right. <laughs> Spoiler Christ, alert! Jake. By the way, spoiler <laughs> alert for Game of Thrones. Come on, guys. Yeah. Uh, no, the first episode is very much like it takes. You're seeing everyone's different story going on. It's kind of like The Witcher, how The Witcher starts. I mean, I guess. It, it's been so long since I've watched the first episode, I don't really remember. Well, see, you didn't prep like I did. I, I, I prepped. <laughs> I did like... I mean, I am enjoying it. I think it's fun. Oh, I love I, it. But I don't, know if, I don't know if I would like it as much if, I was, if we weren't already in the Game of Thrones world. Like, yeah. if we didn't already have... But that... Is, but is that, really awesome. But though. is that a good thing? Like, they already did the world building. They don't have to do that, so they don't have to spend That's time true. doing that so they can focus on the stories a little bit more. That's so. true, because we're not... As of Game of Thrones, you know, it start off, you got to get a glimpse into each one of these people's story, where this, it's not really doing that. Right. And you're, you know, you get a really, really focused on the Targaryens. Yeah. Oh, not, not the character I thought he was going to be. Also, like... This may sound bad to say, but Matt Smith is like a very unattractive person. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not saying that in like a, a mean way. It's just his features are strange to me. He's almost like an elf, like a, like a, just a real yeah. life yeah. elf. Uh, but 
somehow he's pleasant to look at. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's his charisma or something. I don't get it. Like, I, and I've I, I've talked about this before. My favorite role that he's done, other than Doctor Who, was he played Charles Manson on Charlie's Girls, and killed it. Like yeah. he did such a good job as Manson that I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's a phenomenal actor, and he's killing it in this. Like he's a completely different character than you would even imagine that Matt Smith would be playing. He is such a good actor. Like it's making me so happy watching him do what he's doing mm-hmm. in this show. It if he was not in the show, I don't know if I'd like it. It's so most people are gonna know Matt Smith as the Doctor from Doctor Who, from yeah. Doctor Who, one of the many Doctors, and he is. The eleventh doctor. Fun. Right? I don't know what. Yeah, I think it was the eleventh. But he is fun and delightful and kind of kooky, yeah. and he's my he's absolute quirky, favorite. Yeah. And so finding out he was going to be a Targaryen, I was like, "Ooh, what's he going to be like?" Not that. Yeah, very Not serious that. and brooding and yeah. strong and dark. Dark, very dark. Not his hair because he's right, a Targaryen, yeah. but dark. So, yeah. So I mean, it's it's fun. I'm just kind of curious to see like where they go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I'm worried because I, I feel like just based off what we've seen, I can fall out of this show very easily so far. You think so? I do. I could really okay. see me just falling falling out of the right. show and just being well, like, Well, I'm not ah. going to, so. Oh, I know. Don't make me go on without you. No, no, no. no. So going on to our next show, where um, this season just started. There's only two episodes out of, I think this is the third season. We are only half an episode in because we got tired last night, but it is... No, no, no. We watched the fr- the whole episode. Did we? We started the second episode. Oh, okay. It's C. Yeah. This show's S-E-E. great. S-E-E. Yeah. So we started watching this last year, or no, earlier this year, right? On Apple TV, it uh, stars Jason Momoa. Yeah. And the premise of the show is it is an apocalyptic show. Which means I'm in. Yeah. Um, and everyone is blind. Everyone's blind. There were people who could still see at one point, but they were considered witches and they got rid of them. Well, obviously there's still people now in this world who can see, but they hide it. Yeah. And, um, I don't want to spoil too much. No, I don't want to spoil any of this show because I Um, feel like the marketing is so bad on this show. So many people don't even know about it. If, You have to watch this this show. This is the most, one of the most incredible post-apocalyptic things I've ever seen in my life. You know what it it reminds me of? It gives me the same feeling, and it's way different. Like, it's not the same at all. But remember how much we love Terra Nova? Oh, I love Terra Nova. And then they canceled it. Yeah. One season, and that was all we got, and then they canceled it. It gives me, like, the same, like, I love this show. Not the same feel. Uh, yeah, I but, mean, I'm not, I'm not comparing them. Um, I don't feel like they're the same. It just, I don't know why I brought it just, up. I just, want, I just want to bring up Terra Nova. Okay, Terra Nova. Yeah, look it up. Terra Nova is maybe, Jurassic Park maybe and C it, put together. Oh God. Okay, it is. I told it's you, it's so good. Yeah. Maybe we can like start talking about Terra Nova a lot, and they'll bring back or at least give us a movie like they did with Firefly. Our podcast like, is not big enough to do that. <laughs> yeah, but like maybe we're gonna reach one person who is big enough yeah. to be like, hey, just yeah. give us a movie, wrap it, was it up. Fun. I mean, at least Firefly did that with Serenity. Yeah, but we. I don't want to talk about that. Okay. That makes me sad. So, anyways, um. One thing I love about C is because all these people are blind, watching how they all communicate and do things because 
we can see that with a blind person on such a small scale. Yeah. And they have to completely um, adapt to what people can see. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this, everything is obviously catered to those who are blind. Right. So seeing people kind of have to figure that out. Like um, one thing I will say is there's no written words. Yeah, they read with knots and with ropes. With knots and ropes. And it's it's just so cool to think like well, that's, it, how mankind would adapt no matter what. Yeah. Like you would figure out a way to do things. But that was such fun writing to oh, me. Oh, yeah. Like, see, like whenever they started like reading just by ropes, I was like, yeah. that's so smart. Like yeah. that was such a interesting way for somebody to be like, what mm-hmm. would it be like? And then just put that down. Mm-hmm. I, I think that this is a great show. Like, oh, I think that this show braille, needs but... more people need to talk about yes, this show. We need to keep and it going. And more people need to CC. <laughs> CC. Okay. Um, another show we started again, this is a brand new show. It just started. Uh, it's only two episodes in. We watched both of them. The Rings of Power, the Lord of the Rings show on Amazon. Yeah. And this show's getting very bad reviews yes. from what I hear, but I also heard that it could possibly be, um, like trolls, like just like hardcore fans. It would boys. have to be because if you, but that's, that's the kind of frustrating thing is I have, read the trilogy i've read the hobbit i have watched all of lord of the rings movies and all the hobbit movies i dig this i, I think dig it's fun. seeing the early days i think it's i think it's fun i think it's a little slow for me right now which is seems to be I a theme feel like it pick it goes right with the books well that's the issue yeah, well, maybe. with the books but yeah no it i mean it's definitely where if you like lord of the rings the hobbit and all that stuff definitely check it out yes, i mean it's it, it, it's sure. worth it. the acting's great it's beautiful scenery of course why wouldn't it be mm-hmm. and it is cool to see like like what the uh like the dwarves kingdom looked like mm-hmm. before you yes know? so that's that's pretty fun yes i'm gonna jump down a few because then i'll go back to these two um american horror stories we just got caught up with that it's okay I think, you know, it's one of those shows to where anthologies are some of my favorite TV shows mm-hmm. because I like that, like, you could watch an episode and just be like, I don't know. And then the next episode, you're like, that was so right. fun. That was so fantastic. And they're just fun, bite-sized little stories. Mm-hmm. I really like that. And I think American Horror Stories is doing a good job with that. Mm-hmm. The issue is every third one is good. So, um for those of you who don't keep up with the series or anything, there is a series called American Horror Story. It's an anthology. Every season is different. Right. But now, in between when we get those new seasons, we get American Horror Stories. Which is where every episode. each episode, I think the very first time, the first two episodes were the same story. But after that, every episode is a different story. And he's right. Sometimes we get great ones. Other times, not so great. The last one we watched was... Dumb. It was so it's stupid. Quite strange and stupid. It was so stupid. But the thing is, again, that's anthologies. Like right. I, I read. I like reading totally anthology books, and yeah. like some of them are some of the fun. Like, <laughs> excuse me. Some of them are just so much fun, mm-hmm. and then other ones, it's just like, okay, that was a waste of fifteen pages. Right. Like that was ridiculous. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, I think it's fun. It's exciting that they're doing something like this. I love, mm-hmm. I love seeing anthology shows come out. I, uh, you know, I try to watch most of them. Mm-hmm. Black Mirror was hit or miss with me. Yeah. Um, and then it started to get a little too miss to where mm-hmm. I just kind of fell, fell out of yeah. it. But, you know, like Creep Show. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, almost every episode of Creep Show on the Shutter Channel was great. I loved yeah. all of those. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to keep going and yeah. see what they do with it. Um, I have rewatched Scream one through three. I will probably watch four and twenty twenty two again sometime this year. The one thing that I haven't watched that I'm I've heard it's not great, but because I'm a big you Scream still need fan, to watch it. I want to watch the show. Yeah, I think you still need to watch so, it. I watched the first I'm like maybe three or four mind. episodes. Yeah, and it's not horrible. Mm-hmm. It's just not Scream. I love that our daughter is so into Scream. We just went shopping the other day. Me and her, we had a fantastic time. We'll get. I'll talk more about that in a little bit but um we went to hot topic and she got some scream socks and a, a like ghost face killer socks and ghost face killer t-shirt and she looks pretty rad so i was really proud of her the last thing we want to talk about is what awful parents we are and we had our kids watch dodgeball now this would have been fine however some of our children were allowed to one time repeat some of the lines and now they feel like they're awesome yeah so. Sorry. <laughs> but it was fun. They loved it. Um, Definitely a movie for the times. I watched, oh, yeah. Well, I watched The Ringer with them the other day, yeah. too, and same. Yeah, it's just like, ugh. Some same. of the stuff that they say, I'm just like, ugh, could, I could do without yes. you saying that word yeah, multiple times. Yeah, it's like, well, calm down a little bit. Yeah. But, um, but well, it, it was I want to throw this out, something that I, I watched. Hmm. I've so I've watched um, a bunch of documentaries. Yeah. Uh, while I've been on the road, it's just like that's kind of my go-to thing. A lot of times I'll put a documentary on my phone and just listen to it while I'm driving. Because mm-hmm. the nice thing about that is that it's all almost all you know narrative, so you don't have to actually watch it. Right, You're just right. listening to it. So I rewatched In Search of Darkness one and two again. Nice. Um, I love whenever he does this when we're on road trips because while he's listening, I get to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. So I love it. And then um, they have a new one called In Search of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And they had like a Kickstarter thing I, that I uh, got on and paid for it. And then also just went ahead and paid for um, the Blu-rays for In Search of Darkness 1 and 2. So those should be here so this week sometime. In Search of Tomorrow, what's that? In Search of Tomorrow is the same as In Search of Darkness, which if you haven't heard me talk about it, I bring it up like every third or fourth episode. Mm-hmm. It is the greatest documentary I've ever seen. It is about 80s horror movies, and they do it in such a fantastic way. They talk to writers. It's about to just actors. 80s horror movies or all horror movies? Mo- I mean, they dip into some other things, but it's like they pretty much they start at 1980 and go all the way through at okay. 1989. Okay. And they talk about just all the different movies, the special effects, the writing that went behind them, how influential they were. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, there's a little bit of 70s in there, too, because they do talk about, you know, like uh, Halloween and stuff like that. Um, but it, it, it's just there's something about the way that they put this together. It's, it's very it's, cool. It's not like any other documentary that I've seen. However, I've been watching other documentary shows now. That's about like horror movies and stuff. And I'm seeing that like this is the trend now, the way that they're setting it up and the way that they're doing it. And I'm here for it. Like, yeah. I love the way that they do it, the way that they're in inter- Like, Joe Dante's in all of them and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, Joe Dante from, you know, Gremlins. And it's just like watching these people talk you got about. Kane Hodder. Kane Hodder's in a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. But then they also talk to people like Corey Taylor from Slipknot and mm-hmm. like. Chris Jericho. Like people who are big fans. Just and big fans. That influence, you know, maybe their music or yeah. something like that. Oh my that. God, yeah. it's just so great. But they go through, they'll, they'll be like, all right, 1980. And then they go through all the movies 
1980 that were like big movies. Mm -hmm. And it was, and I mean, this documentary is like six hours long. Mm -hmm. And it was, there's so many great movies from the 80s that they had to do a part two. That's also four hours long. And now I just seen yesterday. Part three is coming. Oh, <gasps> yeah. So maybe we'll get into the 90s. I, I, I really hope so. So oh, they're, yes. I think they're doing a kick. There's supposed to be there. So I, they sent me an email and there's like a Kickstarter campaign. I think that they're going to start pretty soon. So day one that that Kickstarter starts, I'm dropping money nice, on it. Nice. So anyways, In Search of Tomorrow is like that, but it's for science fiction. Mm-hmm. And it is. I, I mean, haven't got to see this. I one like yet. it a lot, but it's not it's not the the horror movie. So it's mm-hmm. there's a lot of crossover, you know, with like right. aliens and stuff like I that. I figured. And I do love it a lot, but it's just mm-hmm. there's something about the the horror movies that I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm just so into. Mm-hmm. And then I watched um uh what it, I think it's History of Horrors or something like that, or Horror Histories with Eli Roth. Mm-hmm. And it's that's an actual TV show and there's multiple episodes where every episode is like one will be zombies, one will be witches, one will be, you know, psychics and he talks about like movies that have to do with that stuff. And and it's it reminds me of In Search of Tomorrow or In Search of um Darkness. darkness because and i don't know which came first to be honest i think in search of darkness but i don't know for sure but like rob zombies in it and like all mm-hmm. these people where he interviews them and talks to them it's just you know for somebody who loves movies as much as we do mm-hmm. and 80 you know i've talked about it before like when i when my aunt kathy used to babysit me like she would put on horror 80s horror movies mm-hmm. and so when i'm like four years old i'm watching like you know, Friday the 13th and stuff like that. And it scared the crap out of me. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to act like it was a great thing for her to do. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like I have this weird nostalgia for it. The same as I do for super Mario brothers. Right. Like I just freaking love these movies so much. And there's so many that I missed that now watching an eighties horror movie with like practical effects and everything that I've never seen gives it makes me feel like, like, it makes me feel like, ah, I remember watching that. Even though I've never seen well, it before. And, and Search of Darkness, like, almost gives you, like, a checklist. Yes. Like, you could watch just a section on 1980 and, and then stop and be like, all right, I'm going to watch all those movies they just mentioned. Yeah. And then I'll keep going. And we've, we've watched a lot of, a lot of the crazy movies we've talked about on here is yeah. because of that. Yeah, We're society. like, wait, what's yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. Or The Stuff. I think The Stuff the was stuff on was there. The Stuff was definitely yeah. on there. Yeah. So I, you know, I've I've been watching a lot of documentaries about that stuff, but then it made me want it like, it it it's funny like we talk about this whole thing like where we're like molded together like because I when I came home and I was telling you like oh, I've been watching this and you're like you know I was thinking like I want to go through and watch all the classic horror movies I do. Like, we have the we Universal have a, Monster movies yeah we have like a case yeah like a, a and set, a box I want, set and I want to start with those and then just kind of start working but I was thinking on the way home like. Oh man, I want to do like Werewolf Wednesdays and like Monster Mondays and like yeah. stuff like that whenever I were I'm home. And then you were like thinking the same thing whenever yeah. I got home, like, oh, I want to do this. Lines, and I was like, yeah. yes, that's what I want too. Yes. So today I watched um, an American Werewolf in London. Mm-hmm. That was one that I didn't watch growing up. For whatever I. I remember watching American Werewolf in Paris, mm-hmm. and for some reason I kept getting those two confused. And then I remember watching what's the werewolf movie with Jack Nicholson. I can't remember what it's called. If it's just called like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. Anyways, I always get them confused. So we watched an American Werewolf in London a while back, and I feel like that was the first time I watched it all the way through. That's one of the greatest werewolf movies ever made. 
I, I mean, it is so good. Rick Baker does the practical effects in that movie, and it is insane how how they did that in like 1981. Yeah. Like, it's insane the effects that they came up with in, like, 1981. And it's called Woof with Jack Nicholson. Wolf. That's okay. all it's called. Yeah, so I kind of get, like, all those, like, meshed together for some yeah. reason. But I watched it today, and one thing that, like, really made me appreciate this movie is that it's, it's like, 55 minutes in before he turns into a werewolf. Mm-hmm. You have a werewolf at the beginning, and then you have, like, a lot of nightmare scenarios throughout the movie. But it's an hour in almost before, like, stuff happens. And then you only have, like, 20 minutes to where it's, like, a werewolf movie. The rest of it is a dude dealing with uh, grief and dealing with trauma and dealing with being in a a completely new place and not knowing anyone. And then a love story is thrown in there, too. And, and like, a good one, I Mm -hmm. feel like. Like, the way that they did all of it. And then you have a werewolf, and mm-hmm. it's like, okay, th- like this is amazing. Like mm-hmm. the way that they did all of this is so well done. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say that's a Joe Dante movie again. Maybe. I, I let me look it up real quick because I might be wrong, but I just uh, watching it today, it was one of those where I felt like I could not, I, like I could not walk. It's John Landis. Oh. John Landis did that, but. Um, I think the other one that came out, I think it was in like 1980, um, was the Joe Dante one. So I could be the Howling. Yeah, 1981 was the Howling. Okay. So, See, and that's what we've started to watch that movie and we've not finished it. I don't know if you've ever finished it, but I have never watched all that movie. And that's supposed to be like a one that needs to be it's the, yeah it's the other list. one yeah. it's like those two the howling and yeah. an american werewolf in london are like the two that people always go with but we yeah. I, I man i there's something about a werewolf movie mm-hmm. like i like vampire movies and monster movies and all that but there's something about a werewolf see, movie it's to like me, the beast. that's how it is with vampire movies but see like to me it's just i don't know it's this thing i think it's like this fear that men have like we have this beast inside of us mm-hmm. or something that we can't control mm-hmm. and it's like trying to be in control of this thing that's living inside of us and at any moment it can rip through and become, we, we just become completely unhinged and wreak havoc. Maybe that's why I like vampire movies because I'm a blood sucking fiend. I don't know. <laughs> fiend is another weird word. Why? I don't know, dude. What? Okay. Cranny. Do I not? Here's a weird word. Cranny. A cranny. A yeah. nook and a cranny. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've heard nook and cranny a lot. Yeah. When do you see a cranny? Once it's like crammed up into a nook. <laughs> it right. So a nook and cranny always goes. I've so, seen a nook. So speaking of weird words, then do you want to know? Like whenever I walk in a patient's room and they're like in a weird position in the bed where they need help getting in a more comfortable position, but they can't. They're not very mobile. You know. You want to know what I tell them? What? Oh, let me get you straightened up. You're all cattywampus in the bed. Cattywampus, catty corner. Those are just weird words, dude. You just don't like me using big words. Caddy wampus? That sounds like something that Monty Python made up. It's not a big word. That's not even a real word. Caddy wampus? Caddy wampus is I'm not, not a real word. I'm not the only one who says caddy wampus. Caddy wampus sounds like something whenever you're walking through the fields of New Zealand somewhere and you're going to get bit by a caddy wampus. <laughs> Be careful. The caddy wampus is going to get you. All right, all right. I'm done with what okay. I'm talking about. I think we're done then on what we've been watching. Is that it? Yeah. 
Yeah, we have a I have a pretty good list. Okay. I'll try cool. to keep up with that. So we'll move on to what we have been reading. Before we get there, I do want to say this. Uh, I would like for people listening to this to please watch In Search of Darkness. Yeah. Let us know what you think about it. And let us know, honestly, like, let us Where know. Where can what, they find it? What is, you can find it on Amazon Prime. And it's on the Shutter channel. On Shutter, um, so Shutter is an extra channel. Yeah, but I think it's I, like four nine nine. I feel like you might be able to watch it without oh, that okay. at least part one. I'm not a hundred percent on that though. Search it up. Yeah, search it up and go to Jacob Chia Rubles Blessed Ones on Facebook and let us know like what what's your favorite '80s horror movie? Mm-hmm. I'm just into it. Yeah, I like and it. I always will be. And plus, <laughs> it's the it's the season. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's spooky season. It, it is spooky season. It's time. So that's we're going to get into it. And this October, we are actually going to do a full episode. Yeah. We're going to do one full episode um, that will be geared towards, like, we'll probably do, like, these are the best werewolf movies. These Like, top ten werewolf movies, top ten vampire movies, stuff like that. Uh, that's like, not what I thought you were going to say. What you thought? What'd I you thought? thought you were going to say we were going to watch a movie and do commentary. I think I've actually been thinking about that. I think we might do that for our Patreon. Okay. I think that we're going to do a commentary on a movie on Patreon. We're going to let our Patreon uh, subscribers actually vote on which horror movie they want us to watch and do commentary on. And then we'll do like a live discord while we watch it. it. So we might. Yeah, I think that's the way to do it. Okay. Sounds good. So if you want to be a part of that, patreon.com slash laugh and be blessed. Uh, should probably jump in now so that way you can uh, get in on it. And then because yeah. I'll probably start the voting in the next week or two. Yeah. Like and subscribe. Yep. <laughs> okay. We've already done that episode. <laughs> so what we've been reading. Uh, I've read Zilch. I've Zilch? Read, I, honestly, I've not. Uh, take that back. I've been reading my Tales from the Crypt uh, graphic novel. Graphic novel. Okay. Just a little bit, though. I've, okay. I just didn't take any books with me yeah. on the road because I'm just too much driving. I can't read. Even at night, like, by the time that I hit that bed, I'm falling asleep. Yeah. Okay. Well, last time we talked, I think I was at uh, 58 books. I'm only at 59. I only uh, completed one more book. But hopefully by the end of this book, I'll have completed three. I'm finally listen, like really, really listening to Meddling Kids. It's been on my list forever. It took me a while to get into it. But now I'm I'm really liking it. A big reveal just happened, so it's pretty cool. Um, so I'll probably be done with that one in the next few days. I'm halfway through uh, The Tyrant's Tomb, which is the fourth book in the uh, Trials of Apollo books. And it, it's going pretty good. I, I like these books. Um, no, they're not my typical fantasy books. <laughs> There's no spice. They're for children. <laughs> but that's what I love about reading is... You're you're never too old to read these books. Yeah. And then um, I am halfway through Prince Lestat and the Realms of Atlantis. This is the second to last book of the Vampire Chronicles. So after this, I will uh, start reading the last book. And then, uh, unfortunately, there will be no more because we lost our dear Anne Rice. And it's very, very sad. Yeah, rest and, in power. Yes, I like that. And then um, after, I will also start reading here pretty soon the third book in uh, the Sandman series, the graphic novel series. Yeah, I I, I gotta behind. read that. I know I gotta behind. read it because I want to watch the show. Yeah, I don't I don't want to watch the show until I finish it, and I think there's ten books, so yeah, I really gotta get into it. So uh, 
You want to do some mental health check-in? Actually, I wanted to do what we've been playing. Ooh, okay. Yeah, so I, I'm i going to start with this. I just recently got a PSP and a PlayStation Vita. So the PSP is a PlayStation Portable. I got that and a Vita because I'm on the road a lot and I wanted a handheld. I thought it was called a PlayStation Player. No, PlayStation Portable. Huh. I always thought that last P was Player. Nope. Oh, okay. Um, and so I got the, because the Switch is fine to take on the road, but I just, it's too big. I just don't really care to play it that much while traveling. But the Vita is like a, and PSP are like the perfect size to play. So, um. A little bigger than a Game Boy. Yeah, so I got those. I've been playing a little bit. Like, I played some Tony Hawk on the PSP. The PSP was more to get to just, like, I didn't have one in the collection. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted one. And I like, it has, like, weird cartridges. It's discs, but it's a UMD, which is uh, supposed to be Universal Media um, Disc. And Sony thought that was going to be, like, the next big thing. Like, it was going to take over for CDs. Totally didn't. PSP is the only thing that plays it. However, because of that, there's tons of movies and TV shows and games that you can get on it. And no one collects them. Mm -hmm. So, I've been picking up, like, I've got, like, Clerks and Dogma and Snatch all brand new in the wrap for, like, under $10. Nice. So, I've been picking those up a little bit. But the Vita has been... So much fun. And I just mm-hmm. got it. And the cool thing about the Vita is the games are still kind of expensive for it. And PlayStation is not really supporting it anymore. So there's no new games coming out. Every now and then there's like, um, there's uh, like uh, ports like that fans will make games for it that, mm-hmm. that'll come out. That's kind of cool. But the main reason I wanted it is because you can play, you can use it as a second screen. So like I can turn on my PS4 put a game in and then screen share it basically to my Vita and then play that game on the Vita while we watch TV. Mm -hmm. That's been great. But the game that I've been playing the most on it is a golfing game. I've never played a golf game really. It's so crazy. Yeah, but it's just so relaxing. But the the game I wanted to talk about the most was that I've, um, I just beat Last of Us. That is one of the, like, if you would watch me play that game... And that's on PlayStation? Yeah. Okay. You would have loved it. it, it yeah. It's such a great story. It's like a zombie story. Okay. But it's so great. It's it's mostly about, like, uh, you would dig it because it's, like, the same kind of relationship. It's like a father-son or father-daughter type relationship that mm-hmm. this guy's, like, building. He, like, lost his daughter, and now he's got, like, this new kid that he's trying to take care of, and he's, like, pushing her away for a while. It's just so heartfelt. It's such a beautiful story. I loved it so much, and HBO's making a TV show about it. That's why I played through it. Okay. So I just finished nice. playing through the first one. I'm going to start the second one pretty soon. That has been uh, a ton of fun. So um, there's some other games I've been playing, but like those are the main ones that I, I just kind of wanted to talk about I real quick. I have not played anything. And you were supposed to put out a thing where people could vote on the next game we were supposed to play. You I know. didn't. I know. I know. The board so. game thing. Yeah, that's my bad. But, um... Well, also, no one ever actually says anything on... Yeah. I'll say stuff, and then no one ever comments, yeah, and no one ever says get anything. get on there. <laughs> Talk to us a little bit. Let us know you're listening, at least. We do care. <laughs> do we? We do. I care. Okay. All right. Mental health? Mental health check Let's check-in. start with you. Um, Not good. Oh. Yeah, I know. It, it's it been really good for a while. It's just because the last two weeks have been just hell. I mean, just being on the road so much, being away from you guys, it's just, 
it, it's finding that balance between this is the thing I want. I wanted this job. I mm-hmm. wanted this career. I wanted to do this. And then I got it. And it's, you know, in the beginning, you have to take every every opportunity you get. Like, you just don't have a choice. It's just like, doesn't matter what it is. I'm doing that show. I'm doing that show. I'm doing that show. And now I'm to the point to where I have to start balancing it out. Like, oh, I like I just looked at my calendar and I really can't add that many more shows for the rest of the year. Right. Like I told you, like I might try to add like maybe four more shows, mm-hmm. if that, just because I got to be home. Like I'm just missing you guys so much. Well, I so always much. say at, at your very heart, you're a family man. I mean, that's that's your number one thing. So being away from your family, doing the thing you love, is right. taking you away from your ultimate love. So well, and there's other things like being in the car for like 13 hours a day. Oh, so it's not the family. No, no, no. You're <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Uh, but it's like also my nutrition. Yeah. Like I'm in the car for 13 hours a day. We don't have time to really stop and get good food. And then now that I'm gluten free. I have to pick and choose what I can eat that's yeah. going to make me feel good. Mm-hmm. So I'm living off of like beef jerky, beef jerky and gluten free chips. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and then every now and then we'll stop at like, you know, a good gas station, like sheets or something where they have um, like an actual kitchen in there. And then I can order, you know, a, a good burger without a bun and all the fixings on it and mm-hmm. everything and eat that. And that, that at least helps. But. It's just, you know, it's just finding that balance. I'm in a position now where I just have to find the balance between the thing that I want and the thing that I have to continue to work hard towards and also, like, the family. But, you know, also, we talk about this a lot. At my heart, I'm a writer. Yeah. Like, I want to write more. And I've not been able to because Mm -hmm. I'm focusing so much on just getting through these things that I can't write. So, and that was half the reason reason we built this studio was to record podcasts. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I could have a, a dedicated place to write and I haven't been able to finish it because I'm, I'm, I'm on the road and I'm yeah. doing things. So, so maybe you'll be able to get to a lot of that stuff. Yeah. That, that's kind of the plan. But you know, again, it's like, I'm not doing horrible. It's just understanding where I'm at, understanding my own limitations, mm-hmm. understanding that, yeah, this is a thing that I want, but like, let's, let's pump the brakes a little bit, literally. Yeah. And figure it out. Yeah. And just like, don't, I don't, I've turned down a lot of gigs lately Mm -hmm. because they sound good and it's like, hey, I can't do that, but hit me up, you know, at the beginning of the year and once I'm starting to plan next year, Mm -hmm. you know, give me a month or two and then reach back out to me. So trying to figure that out, just trying to find that balance has been difficult, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's a good problem to have. Yeah. But it's still... Yeah, you got to find a balance. You know, the reason that I went into this career is because what I was doing before, the path I was on before, made me so depressed and suicidal that I I just had to make a huge change. Mm-hmm. So I can't let this become that thing. Right, Like, right. it has to be like, there was a reason for me to do this, so I have mm-hmm. to be smart about it. Yeah. It's not all about the money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what about you? How you doing? So, you being away has been hard, um, but I have found a way to stay busy and I don't dwell on it too much. Um, So in the past probably three weeks, I have been happier than I have been in a really, really long time. I've been happy or I've been content, but not not just, I I don't know, I felt such a peace and a calm. So um, I made this change with work and Mm -hmm. that helped. 
And then um, I started having a set schedule. So I work every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then I've been going in for about four hours on Friday. So I work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then on Thursdays, because I'm a night shifter, after I take the kids to school, I stay up all day long. And I take some time for myself, and I get the house clean and organized. I go pick up the kids after school, and then I go to sleep early that evening. And the other three days that I'm off, I have now reset. And I have been able to stay more organized, more on top of things. And like I said, even those days that I'm off and you're gone, I can stay busy, which really, Thursday, I'm so exhausted. By the time I go to sleep, I just... You know, I just pass out. Yeah. And then the past two Fridays, all I have to do is get everything done during the day. I go into work for four hours. By the time I get home and showered and settled, you're home. Yeah. So it's been really nice. And then, you know, I've, I've had these past two weekends with you. Um, I know you're going to leave again on Tuesday. That's going to be hard. But then I know I get you for a little while after that yeah. and you leave again and then I'll get you for like a whole two weeks. Yeah. Well, and that goes back to like me <sighs> spacing things out and like mm-hmm. just being understood like that. Cause I know it's been hard on the kids too. So it's like, okay, yeah. well I'll be home for a week or two and then I'm going to be gone for just like four days this time. Yeah. Stuff like that. And then, um, but it's, it's really been helping with my mental health and it's, Appears to be helping the kids too. Yeah, everything's been a lot calmer and more organized. Um, I have so many doom boxes around the bedroom that I have consistently cleared out, and I just focus on one little section every day. I might not clean that entire section, but I'm like, hey, just you know, throw a few things away or mm-hmm. put a few things in a designated spot instead of this random bag that's by my bed. Right, and then because of that, today. I did something that I normally do not like to do, and I had so much fun. I needed to uh, – we haven't done back-to-school shopping for the kids, so I needed to do that today. They've been back in school for four weeks now. So <laughs> – or this – yesterday. Sorry, yesterday. Um, so my youngest went to a football game with my mother-in-law, to my nephew's football game, and then uh, – Your mother-in-law. Or my mom. Sorry. Your mother-in-law. My mom. <laughs> Weird. Uh, and then my oldest son, he does not care for shopping or anything, which I don't either. I hate shopping. So it was just me and my daughter. And we went to one store, and we, she helped me pick out clothes for the boys, and then we went to the mall. Really hate going to the mall. I well, usually also, hate. We And I think we've talked about this before. She's the worst one to go shopping. Well, that's what I was getting ready to say. She has buyer's remorse. She gets stressed out. I'm like, just pick something out. I'm exhausted. Me and her had a blast. We had so much fun. Uh, anytime she did start to get like that, I was like, hey, babe, I'm, I'm going to try to do this again next month because I, I don't have – we have three kids. I don't have a ton of money to buy them right. all. I had a certain amount for each kid. But I think it's cool. And so she was that. like, oh, okay. I said, so just get it, and then we'll come back next month, and you can get more stuff. Yeah. 
Um, I, and, and she was happy and so excited. And I said, you know, this is why it's important you guys are understanding when I do go in on Fridays for four hours or something like that, because I want to be able to do these things. And she's like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. When we had lunch together and she was so funny, she was like, yeah, we won't even have to spend that much money because everyone's not here. She said, unless we, you know, decide to pig out. And we laughed about that. We got pizza in the food court and then somebody got an alert on his phone from the bank and texted me and said, Mm -hmm. hey, can you go get me some gluten-free pizza while you guys are out? And I showed it to her and she was like, and I was like, and I told her why. And she goes, well, I guess we will have to spend the money. I said, yeah, because now we have to take the boys something too. Well, you could have had lunch and told nobody, but. It was fun. It makes me so happy that you yeah. had that time with her because yeah. I know that for for actually for the last couple of years you felt distanced from yeah. her. It's been a real problem for you. Mm-hmm. You don't know how to connect with her. You're like, I don't mm-hmm. know what I'm doing. And you know, my thing is, I'm like, just try to find something because like Jasmine's so much like me mm-hmm. that we just connect. Like mm-hmm. we're bonded anyway. Yeah. Like it's just she can come in and talk to me about stuff that like you, you know shows that we like. It's like that show I think you should leave is a great example of Mm -hmm. that, of like, you know, we have our own little things that we say that we know is going to make each other laugh. And I know it's been hard on you because you're like, I don't have that with her. I don't have the thing with her. Right. But you being like, oh, she's, she needs one-on-one time. Yeah. Like that's how she works. And then you figuring that out the other day, like, oh, we can actually have a great time together if... I just carve out one-on-one time with mm-hmm. her. And I think that's one thing that we've actually failed as parents mm-hmm. is that one-on-one time with the kids. Yeah, and we're not we've good about that. multiple things over the years to try to figure it out, like how we're going to make it work, like one-on-one. Because mm-hmm. it's not easy with three kids. No. It's t- figuring out like, okay, well, what's the thing that we're going to do with, with this one? Well, it's hard because especially when you don't leave the house. So I could be like, all right, I'm going to watch this TV show with Lex. Yeah. And then tell Jasmine Hall and they can't come in the bedroom. Like, Roman. or Jasmine and Roman. Yeah. yeah. Like, you yeah. can't do that. Right. You can't so, be like, yeah. it's our club. But I think no, it made, no kids allowed but us. And I do that sometimes where it'll be like, all right, well, this is mine and Roman's game night. Right. Tomorrow is your night, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But that's, I'm, that's whenever I'm not on the road. So right. I'm home a lot more with them. Mm-hmm. So it made me so happy yesterday yeah, seeing the text so I was fun. getting from you guys and the phone calls. I just, I, I it made me very happy. Yeah. So, so good. I'm glad you're doing good. Very good. All right. You ready for some tots? You know what? Tot it up. Tot it up. So uh, I had seen this. Like we, a- okay. So the, just so everyone knows. Uh, she is running this episode. I have no idea what she's about to talk about. Okay. So we, uh, I kind of seen just a little short thing of this on Facebook. So I looked it up and, um, we won't go over all of them, but these are the 50 jobs that no longer exist. So jobs that did not pay. (laughs) Well, there's no need for them. All right. So the first one, leech collector. Leech collector. Leech collector. So in the mid-1800s, when medical professionals believed that blood... Oh, so was this like the people that go and get the leeches for the doctors? Yes. And sell them to the doctors? Yeah. So believed that bloodletting could cure an illness or disease, leech collectors were responsible for retrieving the blood-sucking insects from their natural... Are they insects? Okay, so dude, this is going to make me sad. 
For why? Because those dudes are out of a job. From their natural habitat for Dr. Z's, people with this job would use the legs of animals or even their own legs to attract leeches from rivers and creeks. Oh, creepy. And then eventually medical research advanced and this profession became obsolete. That makes you sad. I mean, it just, because you got to think, like, what if there was, like, what if there was, like, the, the, uh, you know the 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 leech family like the that's what they did like that's their last name was leech like that's all they did I they were guess. the leeches and like their job was that's what they did dude they loved it they passed it down from generation to generation it was something they all learned it was in their dna <laughs> And then one day the doctor was like, in their blood. we don't need to do th- Yeah, it was in their blood. <laughs> a doctor was just like, we don't need you anymore. And they had to figure out another thing to do. And they started cults. The leech cults. Yeah. All right. A knocker-upper. <laughs> a knocker-upper? A knocker-upper. What do you think a knocker-upper was? Dude, okay, so I'm having deja vu of another episode that we've done, but it was like weird jobs. This, it it this. might have been on this. So it was That was the people that went around knocking on doors yeah. to wake people up. Yeah. It, was on the, so, it, was, it was on that episode. Before there was the alarm yeah. clock, there was a human alarm clock. People would hire knocker-uppers to tap on glass at their window with a long pole or shoot peas at the glass to yep. wake them up. yep. The okay, job, we talked about this. The job eventually fell to the wayside when the mechanical alarm clock was invented in 1847. I wonder how many how many crossovers we're going to have. I don't know. If you've not listened to that episode, go back and listen to the Weird Jobs episode. Scissors Grinder. Scissors Grinder? Yeah. Like someone who just makes scissors? Scissors Grinders would sharpen scissors, knives, or other tools using an abrasive will and would often go door-to-door performing the service. The practice became obsolete by the 1970s because most people found it easier and cheaper to buy new tools instead of sharpening okay, their dude, old ones. Okay, dude, I would almost be into a dude just showing up and be like, can I sharpen all your knives today? And be like, yes, absolutely. Can you please do that for me? And the lawnmower blades. Just come around, sharpen everything. Today, some people, now I've never heard this, but now if I do, I'll know where it comes from. Today, some people refer to cicadas as scissor grinders because of the similar sound they produce. Never heard anyone say that. I've never heard that either. I don't think anyone ever says that. Um, That's a lie. That's clickbait. That's clickbait. I don't think so. That's clickbait. They're like, cicadas, people are really into that, right? And it's like, yeah, a while ago. Um... A resurrectionist. Resurrectionist? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, let's see. Resurrectionist. Does, I mean, I'm assuming it has to do with a dead body. Kind of. Kind of has to do with a dead body? Well, yeah, it does have to do with the dead body, but... Okay. Uh, what is it? So as modern medical science grew into a true profession in the 18th century, so too did demand for corpses. Medical students and practices. So yeah, it's totally about dead bodies. Sorry. I was gonna say yeah, corpses is a dead body. Medical you know students that, right? and practicing anatomists needed bodies to dissect to learn the inner workings of the human body. Resurrectionists were all too happy to oblige, digging up freshly buried bodies yeah. and delivering them for a fee, of course, to medical colleges and doctors' Dude, offices. Do you like? Did they have to like go to the family to get permission? I don't know. It or were they say just it. like grave robbers? I don't know. I feel like they'd have to get permission. But like, what a weird job to go up. Like, if you, if that's what you had to do, you have to go knock on a door and just be like, "Listen, I know Teresa just died. <laughs> okay, 
but I'll give you 50 bucks if you let me go dig her up real quick. And then they go sell her for 200 That's a $150 profit. <laughs> a, a tosher. A tosher. A tosher? Yeah. No clue. Like... So during the Victorian era in London, people called toshers. It's T-O-S-H-E-R-S. So to, to, a tosher, right? Sure. Would make a living by breaking into the city's sewage system and searching for coins, scraps, and metal, pieces of bone. That's not a job. Or anything else they could find that was of value. Toshers earned what is today about $50, which would put them at the same level as the working class. Entering into sewers became illegal in 1840. Okay, hold on a second. That's not a job, dude. That is that is <laughs> someone picking up trash. That is That's like someone turning in scrap metal. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's the equivalent of a dude with a metal detector on a beach. That's all that is. <sighs> Breaker boy. Could you imagine being like, what do you do for a living? I'm a tosher. I'm a tosher. It's just like you you you're tossing around poop. <laughs> That's what you're doing. Maybe that's you're, why it was called that. Yeah. Yeah, you're a tosser. Breaker boy. Yeah. Am I guessing? Oh, I thought I, I, I don't know what happened. I thought you <laughs> fell asleep. A breaker boy? A breaker boy. Okay. Uh, anything to do with electricity? Nope. <laughs> okay. Anything to do with um, like uh, like breaking lug nuts? <laughs> No. Okay. Okay. A breaker boy was a young coal miner who was tasked with separating impurities from coal. The breaker boys were often as young as five years old what? and would work up to 10 hours a day and six days a week. Jeez, the work dude, was extremely, yeah, extremely dangerous and many children lost fingers or limbs in factory machinery. A member of the National Child Labor Committee took photographs of Breaker Boys, which prompted the public to demand that labor laws be reformed. Bro, you got to know that at least one of those kids, he was nine years old. His name was like Alan or just like a man's name. Like you never meet a child named Paul, really. You know what I mean? You don't meet like little kids named Alan. Alan. Or and, and you know that he Maybe was, they'll bring him back. Oh, uh, he's like nine years old and he's just smoking and he's coming home and he's just had a hard day in the mine and he's like, Ma, what's for dinner? You, you know, um, it's me, Paul. It's me. I've been in the I've been in the coal mines all dang day, Ma. I need me some <laughs> peanut butter and jellies. Maybe they didn't have peanut butter and jelly then. I just, th that's his voice is the point. They probably had butter bread. Dude, Grandpa used to make me, when when Grandpa Rubel would babysit, uh -huh. he would make me the same lunch every time. And it was one piece of bread with a bunch of butter on it and sugar on the butter. <laughs> and then he would just fold it over and uh, it was butter and sugar sandwiches. Was it good? Well, he, he had diabetes eventually. <laughs> but was it good? It was so good. It was so good. And now I can't have gluten or dairy. Thanks, Thanks Grandpa. A morologist. Oh, no, that's easy. A morologist was the guy that would, like, he would go around and diagnose people with being morons. <laughs> so the dad from the Goldbergs was a morologist. <laughs> I like <laughs> that. Morons. In ancient Egypt and Mediterranean cultures, morologists or professional mourners 
were women who were hired by families to grieve the loss of relatives and lament the death of a loved one. Dude, how messed up is that? To where oh, no. you're just like, listen, I miss Grandpa Rubel. Those were delicious buttered sugar sandwiches. <laughs> but I just don't want to cry. So if you could just come over here and cry in a corner for the next three or four days, I'll feel better. Well, it says the morologist would also guard the body before it was buried and instruct mourners throughout the grieving process. Okay, so now this is where you cry with your mouth open. Ooh, I know what this is. A castrato. Castrato? Castrato. Uh, like Eric Castrato. I don't think That's Eric Castrato. When women were banned from performing in the theater in the 16th century, young boys would undergo castration before puberty to create an adult voice that was more powerful and could reach more higher notes. The castrate were all were all the rage and extremely popular in Italian opera and often reached celebrity status. However, the practice was both illegal and inhumane and thankfully died out. Oh, dude, put me in the mind. So, I would rather be the kid in the mind. I've talked about this before, I think, but my very first Anne Rice book, my aunt gave it to me. It was called Cry to Heaven, mm -hmm. and it was about the castrati. Gotcha. Uh, but there's also a lot of things in there that a 12-year-old probably shouldn't read, yeah, but sure. I did. Yeah. No, that sucks. I'm glad that's not in practice anymore. Uh, let's see. Billy Boy. Billy Boy? Billy Boy. Okay. Does it have anything to do with cops? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. I haven't read a lot of these. So. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> Billy boys were young men charged with making tea for men working at building sites, blacksmiths, and railway yards. During break time, the Billy boys, who were considered apprentices, would light a fire and boil water in Billy cans in order to make tea. Billy boys often also performed other odd jobs like delivering messages or running errands. So that probably died out whenever the, the coal mines were like, hey, no more kids working. Yeah, and they're just like, well, what about Billy? I just make tea, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No more Paul, but we'll keep Billy. <laughs> uh, let's do one more. Let's see. Uh, well, you probably can figure this one out, but I'll read it. Rat catcher. Uh, I mean, I would assume that someone who catches rats. <laughs> In London, starting in the Victorian... They still have that. They're just called pest control. That's <laughs> a job still to this day. In the Victorian area, the city was infested with rats, which were known by then as carriers of disease. They still are. They just hide them better. <laughs> to solve the problem, many young people, including children, became rat catchers and preferred this job to chimney sweeping or working in coal mines. Rats were either captured alive and sold as house pets or poisoned in an effort to eradicate them from the streets. That job does still exist. Okay, dude, have you ever seen a real rat? I'm not no. talking about a... Ma okay, so when I was in Atlanta, I think it was the first real rat I ever, I've ever seen, and it was outside of Popeye's chicken. Really? Dude, it's... They're huge. Ew. Like, so big. Like, compare them, like, are they bigger than Alice? Uh, it's like some of them, yeah. No, uh. It's like a big. Alice is our like, cat. Alice Cooper. They're like squirrels. Like they're like bigger than squirrels. Like a good sized squirrel. That's a rat. That's and insane. they can get like really, really big. Let me read a couple of them. Oh, well, let me read one more because I like the the word. Okay. Soda jerk. Oh, I know what that is. Yeah. That was that was someone that ran like a fountain drink. Yeah. Yeah, that's they would make like sodas for you and everything. It was yeah. a bartender for pop. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's all that was. Okay. All right, let me read a couple. I just I want you to I want you to guess. Now. Okay. Uh, plague doctor. Obviously, we know what that is. Yeah. Uh, water carrier. How is that not a job anymore? What read that? Uh, in the 14th century, as the bubonic plague took hold and rapidly sp- spread, plague doctors were hired by villages to treat infected people. The plague doctors uh, invented masks to protect themselves from the contagious air, and many carried a wooden cane so they could examine patients. Okay, so like... That's an infectious disease doctor. Yeah, but I think that they probably like evolved into that. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that was like the first one. Uh, maybe. Um, okay. I'm going to try to say this word. There's a few I passed up because I couldn't say them. Uh, physio, physiognomist, physio, physiognomist, physiognomist. Yeah. Physiognomist. Do you know what that would be? No. Uh, in the early so 1900s, physio genomi was a popular theory that was based on the idea that you could discern a person's personality or character from their physical appearance. Oh, uh, we should bring that back. <laughs> like, there's a lot of times we do that. Like, RBF. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That dude's a douche. Yeah, uh, that guy right there. Yeah, an F boy. We do that. Yeah. Uh, so they base their principles on racist ideals. Oh, no. Let's, let's not, not bring, bring it back, no. actually. Like, let's that's, read the whole thing before yeah, we yeah, make yeah, decisions. Yeah. We're, we're not advocating. We are so sorry. That's not at all what we should Whoops. be doing. Uh, they believe that traditional features of Western Europeans represented uh, sincerity and features associated oh. with other races could represented like deceit and mostly, and I'm not going to read the wording here because it's very anti-Semitic. Oh, but it's basically saying that if you had any Jewish features that you were, uh, were deceitful. So that was just like oh a racist gosh. dude just walked around and was just like, no, he's white. Yeah. That's a good guy over there. Huh? Yeah. Well, yeah, let's not bring that job back. I'm glad that one. What do you think? A, what do you think a pin setter is? And someone who sets pins. Okay, elaborate. I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Bowling alleys. Oh. Yeah, pin setter. Well, I guess someone had to do it before the machine did. Yeah, of course. What Why about... don't you just make the bowlers go do it themselves? Uh, because you don't want to walk like all you're the way down the there. Like you don't the game. Go down there, set them up. Nah, that's too much walking. <laughs> uh, plus you can't walk because there's like grease on the lane and everything. I mean, you'd have to have like a walkway in between it. I don't know. Uh, what about, uh, a herb strewer? Uh, I don't know. Uh, in the, in the 16th and 17th centuries, royal families would employ a herb strewer whose job would be to cover up odors, both outdoors and indoors, using fresh herbs. However, when sewage systems and plumbing became more advanced and controlled and perfumes were invented, the job was no longer needed. So basically they were just like, yo, it smells like crap. <laughs> we've been we've been crapping in this bucket for like three months now. Could you do me a favor and just put some paprika on it? <laughs> paprika. <laughs> <laughs> what about a mud clerk? Oh, a mud clerk? A mud clerk. <laughs> I like someone you asking me, but mud? this is funner to me. Someone who just sells like like a bunch of mud that you can make bricks out of. Mud clerks were apprentices on steamboats and were in charge of making bank landings when steamboats would get stuck in the mud. 
The profession uh, was common during the American Civil War period. Mud clerks would also be charged with all-around uh, menial tasks to upkeep steamboats. So basically, it's like they were the people that, like, if you got too close to the land or something, they would have, like, the poles and stuff and be, like, pushing the boat away, hmm. I guess, is what I'm taking from that. Um, <laughs> gong farmer. A gong? Like G-O-N-G? G-O-N-G, gong farmer. You did farm you know, those? Yeah, did you not know that you planted gongs, actually? <laughs> yeah, you get little gong seeds. Um, gong seeds? Yeah, yeah, little gong seeds, and then they... I'm going to start a gong farm. Uh, gong Pro- No, I'm not going to say that, because last time I said we should bring something back, it turned out very bad. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not gonna, I yeah. don't know what this is. Well, let's see. Until the end of the 19th century, gong farmers would be hired to dig out all the feces from a house's privy and bring it to a dump to be repurposed as fertilizer or building materials. Gong farmers would only work at night, face the prospect of diseases, and were sometimes required to live far away from the rest of the village of town. It's just like, dude, you come clean my crap up, but, like, don't live next door to yeah. me. Yeah. All right, you read a couple more to me. Okay. Uh, what, gong farmer? I'm going to start referring to the bathroom as the gong. The gong? Why go the is gong. it called that? Who knows, dude? Okay. Who- Crossing sweeper. Crossing sweeper? Yeah. Is that like someone who sweeps the, the sidewalks or something? Um, Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Would that be like back in the day whenever like everything was real muddy and everything and you would just be like cleaning like the mud and everything off like the sidewalks? Kind of. Okay. Okay. In the 19th century when streets were frequently dirty, littered, and filled with sewage... What is up with oh, our People, all our history is is crap. That's why when we got modern plumbing, it sounds all like these a lot jobs. of jobs. Yeah, everybody thinks that indoor plumbing so good, but think of all the jobs that people lost, guys. People would every hire, time you flush that toilet. Think of how many jobs that cost. People would hire crossing sweepers to sweep a path ahead of pedestrians as they walked down the street. Wealthy citizens would readily pay sweepers to protect their long skirts or articles oh of clothing gosh. and to prevent contact with manure. How entitled. <laughs> Hey, uh, let's hire that young boy to uh, walk in front of us and just drop rose petals on the on the ground as we walk. So a crossing sweeper was considered one step above a beggar. Many people took up the profession because starting the business would cost nothing more than a broom. Wow, dude. Could you I- imagine being the first dude that did that? Yeah. Just like ran up to someone who was just like, hey, you're going to step in some poop, but if you pay me a little, I'm going to move it out of the way for you. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, sure. Why don't you, can I just follow you around all day? It sounds like the same concept, just this isn't as gross as like people who run up to your car and wash your window. Wash your window. Yeah. 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 Stone eater. Stone eater. Stone eater. Yeah. I mean, I've seen a rock biter. I've seen never ending stories. In the Georgian and Victorian areas, people called stone eaters would travel around and swallow pebbles and stones to the amazement of crowds. Visitors were even encouraged to bring their own stones to exhibits. Oh my gosh. For so stone it was eaters a to swallow. Thing. Yeah. However, newspapers frequently denounced stone eating as a sham and people began to see through the practice. What do you mean a sham? He, he, hey, he didn't even eat that rock. <laughs> he spit it out. He's, he's, he's squirreling it. He's squirreling away in his cheeks. Uh, oh, this this will make you think of the office. Nomenclator. Okay. 
In ancient Rome, a nomenclator would be hired to announce the names of guests or people to their master. <laughs> nice. Roman politicians especially took up the practice of employing nomenclators <laughs> and would have them whisper the names of people as they approached during a political rally to Did make the politician appear personal you and acknowledgeable. I do. I need someone to be like, hey, this is this person oh, and this you, is how you know them. You have the best <clears throat> workaround to that, though. That Not I've ever always, heard. but yeah, because sometimes <laughs> it doesn't work. Sometimes, so your Chia's workaround is whenever she doesn't remember someone's name, she'll be like, "How do you spell your name?" I'll do that, or um, <laughs> I'll I'll introduce someone by me. So if like Jake doesn't know him, I'll be like, "This is my husband, Jake," and then they'll shake his hand and be like, "Oh, I'm so and so." Or if I see the look on her face, she whenever she says, "This is my husband, Jake," and she gives me a look like. I don't know who this is. Then I'm like, hey, my name's Jake. What's your name? Yeah. Like, I'll just, I'll, I'll try so, to. So, let me tell you the worst time this ever, ever happened to me. I might have talked about this. This is so embarrassing. I felt so awful about it. I, I bet I have a better one. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I walked into work. Uh-huh. And, oh, I know yours. Go ahead. Yeah. And I still feel like mine is worse, but maybe not. I walked into work, and this guy came up to me, and he was like, Chia, how are you? And I was like, oh, my God, how are you? And I knew he looked familiar. But he's like, he's in street clothes, and I'm pretty sure he's not someone I've worked with at work before. And uh, so I think he's someone I know through you. So I'm talking to him for a minute. I'm like, how's everything going? He's like, great. You know, I just, I woke up, you know, with all these tubes and everything in me. I was like, oh my God, what happened? And he told me the procedure he had had. And I said, oh, and he goes, you knew that. And I said, oh, and he goes, you don't know who I am, do I? And I said, yes, I do. And he goes, what's my name? And I just looked at him and I was like, uh, and he goes, that's all right, Chia. And I was like, no, I know you. And he goes, yeah, uh. That's all right. Good to see you. And I got out to my unit and I start to tell my coworkers. And once I was on my unit, I remembered he was a patient we had for over a month. Um, super sweet guy. Oh. I would give him his meds three to four times a week at night. I knew exactly how he wanted to take his meds, at what time he wanted to take like like his sleeping pill. I knew exactly what time to go in there. I knew his favorite snacks. When good um, bedside manner his, goes bad. <laughs> he's, you know, we were all, you know, there supporting him because he was just going through a lot. I'm not going to say the name. I'm going to make up a different name. And I was like, Oh, my God. It was Paul. Paul. (laughs) Paul. It was Paul. And they're like, what? I'm like, oh, my God. And I just, he was walking down the hospital, and I wanted to be able to run after him and be like, Paul, I know you. I remember you. But he was in street clothes. He was not in a hospital gown. And it just threw me off. Mine is so worse. No, I don't know. Like, Like, what if that was, like, the one thing he was like, wow, I really thought I had something. But luckily, he had actually already been up to the unit and talked to everyone. And they all remembered him, so I just look like the jerk. Well, dude, I did that one time. I walked into uh, True Value one time. It was work. Me and the guy that I was working with walk in, and there's a dude at the counter, and he looks a little familiar, but I don't really know. Like I see people around a lot, so I just I don't know. And we we go up, and the my coworker starts talking to this guy because I guess they work out at the same gym, mm-hmm. and I guess they like went out for a few drinks a couple times and kind of developed a little friendship. And he was just like, "Oh, dude, what's going on, man? How you doing?" And the guy turned around and seen him, and he goes, hey, how you doing, man? How you been? 
And then they have this whole conversation. I'm like looking around. I'm just standing there thinking about the jobs that we have to do that day and everything. And I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. And then I hear the dude again. He goes, how you been, man? And I was like, oh, are we doing that again? Like you guys are just starting your conversation over. All right. And then he goes, dude, how you been? And I turn and look and he's looking at me. Oh, and I typically do what you did. Mm-hmm. If I don't know you, I'm just like, hey, man, yeah, I'm doing good. What's been new with you? And I try to like come mm-hmm. like figure it out as I go. Mm-hmm. But I'm not having it today. It's the morning. <laughs> you had a conversation with my coworker. I got to get out of here, dude. I don't want to be a jerk, but I also don't care to okay, be nice in this moment. this might be worse. So he looks, he's looking right at me and he's like, how you doing? And I looked at him and I said, dude, I know I know you, but I don't know how, man. I was, And he goes, are you serious right now? And I was just like, yeah, dude, I, I know. I'm sorry, man. You know, I'm just, I'm not even going to lie to you. <laughs> this I, is worse. I said, I have no idea who you are. And he goes, he looks at me and he goes, Dave. Your cousin. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, dude. Oh my God. So like Brent, that was with my coworker, he starts dying laughing. I give Dave like this big hug. It was like, oh my God, dude, I'm so sorry. I was like, dude, I just had a long night last night. And like, you uh-huh. know, I'm thinking yeah. all this stuff going on today. I was like, dude, I'm just not even with it. I was like, how you been, dude? And so we like talk for a few minutes. He gives me another really big hug. And he's like, tell your mom I said hi. And I was like, dude, absolutely. You know, uh, love you. You know, no. And he leaves, and Brent looks at me and he goes, that was your cousin? And I said, I have no idea. <laughs> I was like, I don't know who that dude was. So I call my mom when we get in the truck, and I was like, who's Dave? She's like, what? And I was like, who's Dave? And she's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I, this dude, like, I just met this dude. And I was like, and he looked familiar, but, like, I could not think of the life of like, who he was. And then he told me, and I hugged him and was like, yeah, man. And she goes, you don't have a cousin named Dave. And I was like, yes, I do, Mom. Don't you say that. I was like, he was calling me Jake. He said Pam. He asked how how uh, he called her Aunt Monagale, which is my grandma. He, I was like, she, he was my cousin. Don't you tell. I love that, man. Know? So then she was like, oh, David. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, that's, that's my cousin cousin's son and then she was like that's terry porter's stepson oh my and then god. it clicked because i was like oh my god david yeah of course that was of course, david david but the thing the thing is is that like he, so he's the nicest dude and mm-hmm. he was he's my age or like a year younger than me or something and he was he's always like that every time i see him mm-hmm. the same thing always happens I never remember him, and I do now, like, after, well, that. after that. But, like, he would come to family reunions and, like, hang out with me and, and like, m- like my immediate cousins, because mm-hmm. he's, like, a distant cousin. He'd hang out with me and, like, my first cousins that, like, were tight, like, we're always together <laughs> right. and stuff, and he would hang out with us, and then he'd leave, and I'd be like, who was that kid, you know? <laughs> and they're like, it's Dave. We told you last time. <laughs> it's your cousin Dave, dude. Well, what are you doing? I have this real big And by problem. the way, I talk to him frequently now. I love Dave. <laughs> David is my friend. He is my cousin. <laughs> sure. And I will hug him and know well, who I'll he is. Well, I'll probably never see Paul again, and if I do, I really won't remember him because it's been so long. Um... So, again, Paul's not his real name. I have this big issue where if I know you in a certain environment and then I see you outside of that... It's so weird. It baffles me. So, like, I've had so many coworkers 
come up to me outside of work, like at the grocery store or something, and it takes me a minute, and then I'll realize, ooh, I know you from work. Yeah. I work with you. But then I can't remember your name. But two days later, I can see you and then- in your uniform, and I know who you are. Same thing has happened with you. This is why I thought this guy was one of your friends. I have seen friends of yours out and about. They're like, hey, Chia, how are you? How's Jake? Blah, blah, blah. That should have tipped me off when he didn't ask how you were. I should have known it wasn't your friend. Yeah. But I think it was Dave. But then, <laughs> then I'm like, okay, I don't know who they are because whatever group they're normally in, whatever place we normally see them, it's not this. Right, yeah. And I hate when the kids are with me. Oh, they need to figure it out at some point. Because Jasmine will be like, we'll start walking away, and Jasmine will be like, Mom, who's that? And I'm, like, hitting her, like, lightly on the side. I'm like, shut up, shut up. And we'll get far away. And I'm like, I have no freaking clue who that yeah. is, Jasmine. I don't know. Dude, so my dad was the worst with that. Yeah. Uh, so well, let me t- say this first, though. Seeing people out of their normal environment yeah. is, like, whenever you would see a teacher, like, yeah. at the store, and it feels weird. Do you remember that time we were at Rule King? And we seen a dude, we were looking at like uh, rabbits and chickens and stuff. And there was a guy that kept walking over there. And he, whenever he first walked over there, he looked at us and kind of like smiled and waved. Mm-hmm. And we waved back. And I was like, I know that dude from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And you're like, who is he? And I'm like, I don't know. And you're like, he looks familiar. And I'm like, yeah, he looks so familiar. But like, I feel like he's a teacher. Dave? Yeah, it's Dave. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's, it's Dave. Uh, <laughs> but I was like, no, dude, like he, he's, he's like a teacher or something. And then like, dude, I was going through every scenario. We were mm. walking around. I was like, was he my old probation officer? <laughs> like I was thinking everything. I was like, he... I I was like, I feel like he's some sort of like authority figure. Mm-hmm. I was like, I think he might have been like one a judge I had one time or something. I'm like, I don't know. Like, what? who is this dude? And it drove me nuts for like days. And I couldn't figure it out. And then we went to a dentist appointment one day and we went in and it was our dentist. <laughs> and <laughs> it was our dentist. And he was like, yeah, I seen you at Rule King the other day and waved, and you looked very confused. And I was just like, dude, thank you. Thank you so much. I was like, I thought I was having another, like, weird cousin situation. And he's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, dude, I was like, you didn't have your mask on, and you didn't have those weird, like, glasses things? Yeah. And I, I was like, yeah, there's, it's you. Um, also, like, he took his mask off, and I was just like, your teeth are not great. There's, so how can you work on me? There's a few doctors that if I seen them out in public, I would know. One's Dr. Craig, because Dr. Craig always wore... Um, just like a regular collar polo like mm. polo shirt and um regular like they were nice pants yeah, like yeah, yeah. um not i guess khakis yeah those type of like pants. slacks yeah. yeah slacks um but that's something you would wear out in public or whatever well normal too. people not me well yeah <laughs> and then dr parker's the same way sometimes he yeah. comes in like that so we seen him outside of work and i knew it was dr parker right away right. because he wasn't dressed too crazily different, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you are just wearing scrubs or a white coat all the time and then I see you out, I'm like, who Who are you? Well, see, so going back to the thing I said about dad, like yeah. my dad was like that to where, no joke, we would go, like we didn't go on vacations or anything like that very often, but we would, occasionally we'd go to like Kings Island or something like, uh, mm-hmm. and, but when I was a teenager, I started working with dad. And he would, like, it was this weird job where we would travel, like, all over the country, pretty much. But, well, the Midwest. We travel over the Midwest. And repair, like, the roll-off dumpsters. Like, the really Mm -hmm. big dumpsters. 
Um, so I was kind of like one of those poop guys. Okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> but we would go in and like we would, uh, you know, like weld up holes that were in it. We would sand the whole thing down, repaint it, put new vinyl, like uh, stenciling and stuff, paint new stuff on it. We basically took old roll-off dumpsters and made them brand new again. Okay. And that was our job. And it smelled horrible. I bet. Oh, my gosh. It was the worst job. Because, like, trash smells. It's the worst job. Tell that to the five-year-old who's working in a coal mine. Jesus. I would have killed for that job. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, it was like one of the worst jobs I had because like garbage smells horrible. Yeah. Heat it up. Yeah. Once you burn some of that and smell it for a little bit and don't burn it enough to where it like disintegrates and it's gone. No, you gotta let it it sit it out in the sun. Heat it up for a while with a torch and see how it's disgusting. But anyways, we were in Flint, Michigan Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I'm like 16, I think 15, something like that. We're in Flint, Michigan and we stop at this, uh, we just got done with work. We go to this gas station. We're going to get some food because that's how we ate. That's how I still eat. But we went to this gas station to get some food and we we're going back to the hotel. Motel. I mean, come on. It's my dad. <laughs> You're kidding me. And there's this dude that walked up to us at the gas station and he's like, Timmy. And dad's like, oh, hey, dude, what's going on? And he's just like, how you been? They had like a half hour conversation, talk about all kinds of stuff. And the dude's like, man, it was so good to see. You. I can't believe it. I, you know, I haven't seen you for years and everything's like, well, you know, have a great day. And I was like, dude, who was that? And he goes, I have no idea. <laughs> like, he had no clue but who this dude was. he called him Timmy, so the du- yeah, apparently the guy's like, he felt Because only dad's, like, them. closest friends called him Timmy. Yeah. Like, dad was Tim. He didn't, he does not like being called Timmy. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm, nice. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Well, that's all I got for us. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to this uh, episode. Sorry we didn't put a lot of the bumper music in or anything like that. But, you know, we were just kind of... Uh, just going with we're it. We're go- going with it. So thank you so much. Hopefully I see you guys at a show soon. Uh, again, check us out on Facebook, Jacob Chee Rubles Blessed Ones. Um, I'm trying to build up also my TikTok and Instagram. It's not going very great right now. My Facebook's doing great, but the other mm-hmm. one's not. But it's at Indiana Ruble. So follow me on there. Um, all of that stuff. Thank you guys. We really do appreciate it. Again, our Patreon is laughing, uh, patreon.com slash laugh and be blessed. We are going to do, uh, the thing to see like what horror movie we should do our commentary on soon. Um, I do still want to do the music video thing. I want to do the thing where we watch a music video and oh, do a yeah, commentary yeah, on that. Yeah. This was just kind of like, uh, you know, it's Jake and Chia. We're not together. No, we're together. I mean, we're together with each other, but we but don't we're not got put it together. together. No, yeah. we don't have it together. So love you guys. Have a great week. If it ends up being kind of rough and you don't know what to do, just take a moment, sit back, relax, and laugh and be blessed.